Asanya Mosaka on 702. 702 for the curious. Well, it's eight minutes past two. And just before the headlines, we were talking about travel apps. And some of you had sent in some fantastic ideas. Paul Mara. Ah, there's always a Paul in some of these conversations. And he says, my favorite travel app is Wikipedia. I travel around the world for free without leaving my office. It's very useful. Absolutely useful. Um, but yeah, if you are out there, some of those uh, will be put up as well. And we'll add the one suggested by Hugh and Jerome. Secret Flying is the one that uh, Jerome mentioned. But they intended, of course, to make our lives easier whenever we are vacationing. In this hour, you can expect 702 Unplugged. If you haven't come across Mtunzi, uh, you'll meet him later on. And he's been working with Sun Al Musician, who also seems to have quite a touch as far as production is concerned and as far as craft great hits uh, and ahead of this December period this is the time when musicians are gearing up of course to uh, work as hard as they can to optimize on the summer months but for now though before we get to that unplugged performance which will be able to stream by the way on Facebook so go to the 702 Facebook page and watch not just our chat but also the performance your favorite musicians new ones that you are meeting through the show you'll be able to meet them and see them via 702 unplugged plugged uh, via video on um, Facebook. So that's one way of enjoying 702 Unplugged. But for now, we're bringing you our Friday profile. We are in the throes of South African Fashion Week. Uh, AFI is on at the moment, or I should say Africa Fashion Week. Yeah, before I cause even more confusion, because a couple of years ago, we had a sort of uh, rift and complications for designers because many had to choose, do I go Africa Fashion Week or do I go SA Fashion Week? Um, and this, uh, today's guest, this particular designer uh, was with SA Fashion Week for some time and he's making his debut on Africa Fashion Week. Baledi Sekhapo is an award-winning fashion designer. He's also a creative entrepreneur. He's been at this since 2007. So he knows the ins and outs. Um, of the fashion business. He's a creative entrepreneur. Uh, his label is called Pulse, and it's a Johannesburg-based fashion label. But he's won numerous awards over the years. The Iguzasa Award, he um, was voted African Designer of the Year. Um, so he's done very well over these past couple of years. Good afternoon, Baledi. Hello, Madeli. How are How you doing? Are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> How am I? I'm enjoying a state of euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> literally passing. You're passing. I'm adrenaline. Yes. You're hours away from your showcase this evening. Indeed. Uh, Yours is at what? 9 p.m. It is at 21 hours. It's the last one of the day. Uh, Second last. The last one is um, Taibo from Mozambique. Taibo Bakar. Yes. So it's Rich Factory, then yourself, and then then Taibo Bakar. Yes, indeed. Beautiful. So you've been doing this for some time. Earlier I mentioned that, you know, there's SA Fashion and Africa Fashion Week, but it's all exciting. It makes the fashion calendar really thrilling. Totally. So it's your debut. Yes, my At debut Africa with... Africa Fashion Week. Yeah, it's actually Africa Fashion International. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's the holding company, but mm-hmm. the Fashion Week itself is the Joburg Fashion Week. Um, and after, subsequent this year is the Cape Town Fashion Week um, sometime next day in March, April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why is why did you do... Are you no longer going to showcase at SA Fashion Week as a result? You know, in life, never say never, hey? <laughs> <laughs> it's very dangerous to say something that you cannot back up a while later. So, uh, look, I don't know, but I think um, I'm happy um, to embark on this new journey. Yes. And I look forward to see what rewards we can rip. 
Yeah, let's see, because I think all of them are exciting platforms. Oh, no, yeah, and they indeed, serve indeed. the fashion industry Absolutely. Uh, and, and help it yeah. to grow. Look, truth must be said, you know, the truth of the matter is, if it wasn't for SA Fashion Week platform, I don't think my brand would have been this pervasive mm-hmm. and accessible. So I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to SA Fashion Week. There's no bad blood there. I'm not working away from that platform with a heavy heart or something. Yeah. It, it, it's been real. It was good and time for a new adventure. Yes. You focus on menswear and you've also showcased that at SA Menswear Week, yes, uh, which I think year. says a lot about what is happening in menswear. This excitement, I started to feel it in the fashion space a couple of years ago, yeah. you know, even as the different awards for best dressed and all, and so on gained uh-huh. traction, they helped to also spur this on. But how would you kind of categorize or even describe what's happening in men's fashion right now? Things are quite ephemeral. <laughs> mm. You know, like amazing and at the same time very dangerous and changing at a rapid pace. And what I'm saying changing, if you look at menswear, the South African menswear, like what, a decade ago, over a decade ago, yeah. you know, the, the trends have evolved so tremendously. You know, South African men has become not only fashion experimental, but also quite provocative and daring. Yes. You know, I would say like more than a decade ago, you would never catch anybody in skinny jeans, particularly for a so-called straight man. And now people are very comfortable and, you know, willing to experiment and, you know, be playful with fashion. And I think that's what fashion should be about. Yes. You should play with it and just enjoy it and, you know, bask in the glory of being told that you look absolutely amazing or something, isn't yes. it? Yes, or different yeah. or interesting or just like you make it, you're making us think. You know, with what provoke they are. You provoke, provoke they are. exactly. Yeah. But as you as you say, men are experimenting now to the point where skirts. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. you know what would, what women would wear in terms of dresses, mm, skirts, mm, mm. and but we have cultures all over the world mm. where men have worn mm. what we can. The Scottish kills, for instance. Precisely. Yeah, um, yeah. You find in West Africa, in parts of Asia as mm. well, where men mm. do wear yeah. long. Uh, what is the word for it? For the skirt. For the dress, just like. It's called fluid. The trend is called fluid or fluid. non-binary. And mm. that's where fashion is heading. I mean, you know, the whole world is changing right now at a very phenomenal pace, you know. I mean, you look at the way now we hail cabs, that has changed. Uh, the landscape has changed shortly. And with fashion, we, we're going now to the so-called old school days to call it unisex yes. <laughs> clothes. <laughs> and yeah, the, the, the non-binary apparel slash um, the fluid trend, it, it, it's what's coming and... It, it's up to the consumer how they wish to to perceive and. What do you um, do with it as someone who has traditionally or historically made men's wear? Yeah, look, I, I do feature um, fluid um, apparel every now and then in my in my collection, but at the same time, I try keep it a little bit um, appealing mm-hmm. to the conservative guy. But at the end of the day, you know. This is more like a trickle-down effect. People are influenced by what other people are wearing. And I'll make an example. There's a new trend now called the babushka. The mm-hmm. babushka is the so-called, you know, the, the duke with the duke. <laughs> you remember how Queen Elizabeth would sometimes wear it and tie it underneath her chin or something? Yes. And that trend has become quite explosive since Gucci introduced it late last year, the, the so-called babushka trend. You look like at what, big we're going, we, we, we are dropping our top. And we wrap the scarf yes, around our heads. Yeah. I mean, you look uh-huh. at the American hip-hop stars. Most of them, they're rocking the so-called babushka trend. Okay. And if you really look at it, it's not really 
um, I wouldn't say it's robustly muscular. It's a little bit perhaps non-binary, mm-hmm. but um, you, you can see the looks are becoming a little bit softer. And I blame it also on the big designers around the world. You know, menswear designers now, they, they, it, it, majority of them is no longer men. It's primarily women now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And as a result, I think the trends have softened a bit because of that personal touch yeah. that is coming from the likes of the Stellas, um, the likes of um, Sarah Barton from Alexander McQueen. And... As a result, yeah, that's what's unfolding on the runway. Yes. Yeah, yes. Softer looks. But it's a big day for you um, and Fashion Week is happening right now. It is an important stage for, for designers, but it's also it's, it's an important part of building your fashion brand to be able to showcase at oh, Fashion absolutely, Week. Absolutely, yeah. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is how much it takes from you oh, as an darling. artist. Uh, yeah, you've just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Was it a question? Actually? Yes, I want to know about <laughs> oh, okay. all of this because it, Look, you, you have to find an investor to be able to put together a show. Absolutely. Right? All of these garments. Absolutely. And this is where you, you get eyes on your range, you yeah. get awareness of your range, and the hope is that the spin-offs... Totally. After Fashion Week will pay for... Yeah, yeah, return on investment. Exactly. Return on investment. Look, um, you know, the economy is not doing well right now globally. Even the big, you know, the giant retail stores are even closing. Mm-hmm. Lately, I think it's what... No, it's, it's a mango or something that is also closing internationally. Forever, forever Michael new. Michael Kors also, they reduced the size. But the point I'm making is, you know, as a designer, when you showcase, evidently, as you said, you need a sponsor. And unfortunately, right now, it's not really happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently incurring all the overheads for my show. And it, it, it's... Uh, it, Look, people are under the impression that designers, when they showcase at Fashion Week, it's like, oh, come, you invited, just come and showcase your fabulous loads. Yeah. And they don't realize that us as designers, we have to incur those overheads of participating. Mm. You know, for me to say, I want to be part of Fashion Week, they say, I have to pay mm. just for my name to appear on the calendar, the Fashion Week calendar. In addition to that, I have to come up with a collection. Simultaneously, whilst you're doing that, you, you know, you, you experience what you call opportunity cost. Thereby. There's opportunities, but you cannot grasp those opportunities or grab them because it'd be like trying to juggle more than two balls in the air it's like a (laughs) fact it's like a factory and at this point you have changed the process that's uh, what you're manufacturing in your factory are you sure you're not a fashion designer telling of course i'm sure (laughs) but it's so me as a client right now if i come to you your mind, your systems, your people are focused on Indeed. the fa- on fashion week. So be like I to get you, told, come back next week. Mm, don't call us, we'll call you. <laughs> yeah, kind of like situation, week, yeah. Which is sad because you know that's the very same money that you need. Like I said, in my case, I'm literally incurring all those overheads, and yeah. and, and it's not easy. You know, you you end up having sleepless nights. I remember, you know, last night I went to bed quite early for a change. I think about ten o'clock. I normally go to bed around one or two. Yeah. And from three o'clock, I was up. I couldn't sleep anymore, so I'm I'm really drained right now. I just mm. can't wait for tonight to pass and just. But what yeah. can we expect from your twenty? Wow, well, I'm excited. Showcase. Initially, this collection was inspired by my dad, or actually, I wanted to pay homage to my late dad. Yeah. But at the same time, when I was researching, one of the things that struck the chord in me was to come up with an amazing theme, which is inspired by the matadors, the Spanish matadors. Mm. And how how did this happen? I'm a huge, huge fan of Madonna. And I, I remember I was watching one of her recent videos with Malona, a Spanish um, artist. And immediately after that video on YouTube, there was Take a Bow and you could just see 
all these matadors. And I thought, geez, these guys, they dress so impeccable. There's something so distinguished about them yeah. and very um, quintessential. And I thought, geez, perhaps this is our theme. And the other thing that I always loved, it's um, looking at bulls. I love cows. I love bulls. Because, you know, they've got like those big eyes with yes. very amazing lashes. Yes. And I like how they normally <laughs> side are you and all that. And because I'm cheering the bull, <laughs> I got even more inspired. So yes. I changed my logo and incorporated um, a bull's herd. And obviously with the matadors, as you understand, the significance of the bullfighters is for them to essentially kill the bull, which, I th- you know, some might call that barbaric, mm-hmm. but also it's mm-hmm. their culture. Mm-hmm. And also if you translate that into a culture you know us as people of color when we rejoice when we have big ceremonies bit you know dark days or glorious days yes. evidently we will slaughter a beast we will yes. slaughter a cow and therefore there's the correlation there and because i'm doing the matador um theme and through my research i established that john galliano when he was still designer for dior he actually um ran with a matador um oh. Theme, but he's it was obviously primarily on ladies. So because I didn't want to do a very direct um, inference. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I didn't want to. Mm. I didn't want the, the you know the, the collection to appear, for lack of a better word, copy and paste. But at the same time, I wanted to create a very strong correlation by introducing the African pattern into that. Yes. So imagine someone dressed in African print pattern, but you see the silhouette, it's very matador-inspired, but most importantly, wearable, because the matador pants for guys, they're very high waist. They literally, the, the waistband comes up to the, to the chest. To the ribs, yeah. Yeah, to the ribs indeed. So I, I kind of toned down the clothes so that they don't look costumey. <laughs> yes. It's a bit wearable. But at the same time, they kind of like oh um avant-garde there's beautiful a lot of opulence there. opulence i remember <laughs> i remember an interview that you did in fact where you said that the most simplest things the most simple outfit is actually the most difficult ah, to indeed. make yeah and that you can't over accessorize but you uh, um and you, but you can over oh my god like you remember when i walked in there just listeners i wish i could see us in how amazing she looks she's kind of like subtle <laughs> futuristic she's wearing this bl- is that a lbd little black dress or just a top i can't remember you could wear it but as a dress the shoulder line it is just so subtly overemphasized oxymoron there subtly overemphasized <laughs> but the, 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 the top is just so plain and let me tell you something you know that shorter line that you have on now that's very difficult to achieve because as you can see it kind of creates an oval shape mm. in, in between the shoulder mm-hmm. and that it's takes good. a while to master that pattern so you know Going back to what you just said, simplicity is the most difficult output to achieve. Wow. So with what I'm doing now, more is more. We yeah. just put on motlama, motlama, motlama. So that's easier and simplicity is harder. Well, th- there still has to be harmony if you really think of it. You don't want, you know, a look that looks fashionably vulgar of to course, the eye. Of course, But the, the fantastic thing is if you do something that looks over the top, you just have to think, okay, how do you add more? How do you add more? And it, it just happens effortlessly. But if you mm. try to keep, keep something very minimalistic, you really have to think extra hard. It's like running a marathon race without a finish line, so to speak. It just never ends. Wow. Mm. That is such a beautiful tension. You just, or you <laughs> describe the tension really beautifully. I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah. Um, but you've been doing this for a very long time. You gave up your corporate job. Ish, uh, and after... I miss it, eh? Do you? I do. 
<laughs> what were you doing before? But look, I was a business analyst. Oh um, yes, yeah. because you, you and then you went and studied business leadership, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, you remember? Yeah. Matari. Yeah. Look, I think what I miss about it is the financial part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you come a certain date. Yeah. <laughs> that SMS calls that says salary. Yes. Because you know, being an entrepreneur, um, and especially when you don't have you know additional financial muscle, at any rate, day, you know, as a you. I call it gambling with people's feelings because mm-hmm. come month end, you need to pay people. Yeah. You need to obviously look after yourself, you know, um, yeah. look after your, your debts and, and, and all that. But most importantly, the people that work for you comes first. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you, you, th- there are times when, you know, because th- you, you forecast, you, you, you can already envisage that this is going to be a good month. When the month starts, you already know how it's going to how end. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. that can really add immense weight on your shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to find... I wouldn't say creative ways, but y- y- you've got to be able to beat your path through it. Otherwise, you will lose, you know, and y- y- you've got to have that that vigor, that emotional intelligence to tell yourself that, okay, if A and B doesn't work, there's no contingency plan. A and B has got to work. Yes. So there's never to... contingency plan because contingency plan is, a, again, you, you're risking. Yeah. It's a calculated risk and sometimes yeah. you might fail. So that A and B plan, yeah. it has got to work. So there's plan A and B and plan A and B. That's I think it. It's more emotional resilience. Oh, totally. And I think entrepreneurs, and as a, your creative entrepreneur, whichever kind of business space, small business, you know, you can swap these stories all day long with people who have tried their hand at business, who are in business exactly about that about this emotional resilience that you need to have through low cash flow moments through this just flourishing cash flow period and hence i miss corporate sometimes because there was no job satisfaction there yeah i I detested it I detested it though. It was just so draining. Cause we, because I'm a creative, I remember I used to get so bored whenever we go into boardrooms and discuss the next project plan. Yeah. And I would just start thinking, <laughs> this not the next exist. And every now and then, you know, my boss would be like, Paletti, I don't want you today to look delirious or something. Can you just try compose yourself? Mm. Now, actually, my, my, my favorite boss used to say to me, you need to calm yourself whenever you're in there. Or oh, the other thing, my, my boss used to say, um, today because we got a meeting, uh, sorry, tomorrow we got a meeting, please don't come looking all colorful. And I had a mohawk <laughs> in those days. Yeah, so I had a mohawk. And I remember then I was at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Yes. That's just after my articles. And I think I used to look like a candy floss in there. <laughs> I was the brightest person. In the person. midst of the gray and black and navies, you were... Can you imagine if a, a pink flamingo around ostriches on his stands out. I think that's how I kind of felt. That is beautiful. So, but it is a trade-off. It you is, know, yeah. It the, is. the predictability of a paycheck, um, and you've traded that, of course, for being able to create, being oh, yeah. able to li- live with so much more flexibility and freedom. And, and job satisfaction. Fu- and job satisfaction, with a yeah. lot more uh, fulfillment. But I think that's just the nature of life. Is that why, then, you often say to young graduates, young designers, that they shouldn't rush to establish their brand. Oh my God, that, they should be, that. <laughs> that they should be... They uh, must grow legs, you yes, know. Yeah, you, yeah, spend time When I used to lecture at Lysov, you know, I used to get into trouble when I, when I would tell my third-year students that, guys, come the following year, do not be in a hurry to start your label. And I would unpack it to them this way, that, look, accountants, you have to go do your articles. Mm. Doctors, I, I don't remember what is called the two years of intention that they have to do. Yes, yes. Even lawyers, you have to go do your articles. 
same applies to school teachers, but with designers, immediately after they finish with their studies, they're just so much in a hurry, you know, lightning speed to get their labels sewn on their on, on, on their clothes. And I say to them, you know, you've you got to grow gradually. Don't be in a hurry or don't, don't, you don't want to be a quick flesh in the pan. Yes. You know, go and cross the concept because what creative people don't realize is talent is not enough. Mm. At the end of the day, if you're going to run business, you have got to surround yourself with people that are business minded and understand the insides and the outsides of business because in so doing yes. you'll be able to comprehend the business best practice and therefore you will never come to decisions that are driven by emotions but it'd be decisions that are driven by what makes business sense at the time mm-hmm. and whenever i used to unpack this they would look at me and think you're crazy. I'm going to start my label next year. Yes. And I look at people like Richard Nisi. I am so proud of him. And he he really spent time before he really exploded to be the person that he is, the, no, the, the phenomenal yeah. brand that he is. And I'm so happy for him. And I wish a lot of up-and-coming emerging talent could understand that even the big guys, you know, Tom Ford, he, he paid his dues. Kristen Siriano did. The Mark Jacobs. I mean, I, I think Mark worked at John Paul Gautier, if I'm not mistaken. All these big guys, they've actually had to start from building their own foundation and extending all the way up. You yes. know? And if most young entrepreneurs, creative entrepreneurs could comprehend that you've got to start somewhere, you know, th- that's it. They, they would have actually established a very solid foundation for themselves. Yes, that their time will come. Indeed, it their always time does. will come. Uh, but you have to, as you say, create a name in the industry, be known for uh, what you what you are great at, what no, you're totally, good at. Totally. And then, of course, you'll be able to yeah. stand on your own. I'm really excited about this evening. Uh, I haven't experienced Fashion Week. Um, I've been on and off over the past yeah. couple of years but having been there last night i think it was oh, you went yes oh, fabulous the fashion weeks are bigger now in they terms of even up. the numbers of people who attend and the collections the collections as well it's a production i mean questa was performing the, ah, like, that's my boy <laughs> lights there were lights that added to the drama to the effects uh, the Ndrovo youth choir was the music too yes um, the, the 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 runway walks you yeah. know and so it really has become a full production that adds to your conceptualization, of course, of oh, the story is, you're telling. I hope it's going to blow people away. I'm <laughs> doing something I've never done before this year. Yes. Um, should I give away anything? Something. <laughs> something, Balid. Okay. Um, be- because my collection is inspired by the Spanish Matador, I've got a flamingo to come and open the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, a Spanish dancer, yes. yeah, a flamingo. And when my models hit the runway, I'm not playing any music from a studio or anything like that. I've got a Spanish guitarist. Oh, <laughs> you see the production that I was talking about. And, uh, okay, I'm, I've just divulged everything I, I can see now, yeah. And for the finale, um, all my models will be wearing the same color palette mm-hmm. yeah and for that i've got celebrities that will be part of the finale oh, not a lot of and, them and but we just know you've dressed some names curated in the few. past oh, we've dressed almost everybody in the country right. actually yeah, almost yes. everybody yes. i sometimes even feel embarrassed when i approach someone and they go like ah, don't you remember you made something for me i'll be like ah, <laughs> 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 but it's been a joy um all the best this evening i need it thank you my yeah angel. so after this oh, just breathe 
Oh no, you know, after this, I'm actually dashing back to the studio to build up the Matador's looks. Some, I know, because so, you all do finish yeah. working right Yeah, the what you have to minute. do now is actually hand stitch stuff. So yes. I'm probably going to be doing this until six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I still have to go to Europa Art Shoes, my sponsor, to go collect the shoes. I don't know how long that is going to take me. So yeah, it, it's not over until the so called fat lady sings, isn't yes, it? It's yeah, not over. It's yeah. not over. Thank you so much, Baledi. Thank you so much, Azania. Thank you to the listeners for your time and for supporting us. And I hope please, guys, do come and support. Tickets are only 250 Rand at um, Web Tickets. Yes. And I'd like to thank my sponsors. It's important. Demologica, um, Europa Art Shoes, mm-hmm. uh, my partner, um, Leslie Mufoke, my publicist. Yes. And you as well, you said to be coming to the show. And you've always been one of the people that are really supportive of our local, local. industry. I know you've been very supportive of Tula. And it is people like you that don't really the, the impact that you have giving the, the, the local consumer confidence in local brands and we thank you for that. Asa. It's so important. I always say local and Africa first before always. of course. And you know uh, this theme is I'm um, African. Yes yeah. and that fashion unites that's the thing. That's the key. Thank you very much, my lady. All of the best. Cannot wait. Like I said, if you've never done a fashion week before, it is a must-do at least once in your lifetime. You will fall in love with it. I think it's just a great way to support, of course, the creative industries and then, of course, to support fashion.